There are time constraints to the principles we previously discussed. There are four intermittent reinforcement schedules, fixed interval, variable interval, fixed ratio, and variable interratio. Variable interval is a reinforced after random time intervals. A fixed ratio is reinforced, um, is provided after a fixed number of predetermined responses are made. Um, variable ratio is reinforcement after a different number of responses from one time to the next. So if, for example, for all of them, if we did a rat pushing a button to get food, um, for a variable ratio or interval, I'm sorry, would be at random time. So it wouldn't be a certain number of times that the rat would push the button in order to get the food. A fixed ratio would be the rat um, pushed the button every five times and he'd get the food after every fifth time. The variable ratio would be after random time, so it could be between like every five to seven to 12 times, it'll be at random times. We're now going to go to section 7.2, education applications of apparent conditioning principles in the 1940s. Skinner saw in structural issues within his daughter's class that bothered him. This was excessive use of adverse consequences to shape behavior overly long intervals between students and test taking, poor lesson plans, and workbooks that didn't lead to specific goals. Skinner believed if the apparent conditioning were applied in education, then the weakness um, would be gone or close to non-existent. Skinner's approach and instruction, there are four approaches. Be clear about what is to be taught. Logic, sequencing of material. Present the material in small logical steps. Allow students to learn at their own pace. This approach has been the basis for the computer-based instruction, or as we know as CBI, and behavior modification. CBI was brought into the classroom with belief that the students would learn a lot more through this than a regular class, which would be a, a teacher-only class. There are three types of program designs for computers. There is drill and practice, tutorial, problem solving. Let's see. Drill and practice is the practice the knowledge and skills learned earlier to produce fast and accurate responses. Tutorial is to teach new information and skills. Problem solving programs teach new information and skills and provide an opportunity to, to apply what is learned to a meaningful extent. There has been research to see if the CBI is better than a teacher-led classroom. Research over 30 years states CBI, when properly designed, can supplement a teacher's attempts to explain, apply, reinforce knowledge and skills. CBI is good in certain situations, but it should never be looked upon as a substitute for high-quality instructions by a teacher. Great teachers will always be needed. Behavior modification refers to apparent conditioning um, techniques to modify behavior. This technique will that we will briefly discuss 
are techniques teachers use to strengthen or weaken specific um, behaviors. So actually behavior modification has a few techniques. Um, one of them is shaping and the steps in shaping would be you select the behavior, you obtain a baseline of data that is reliable, you select reinforcers that can potentially be used, you reinforce the target behavior each time it occurs. Don't forget, that's in small steps. Reinforce new target behavior when it occurs. Reinforce the target behavior on a variable in a variable reinforcement schedule. That goes back to us talking about the variable reinforcement schedule, um, which would be a random. So they also have target, I'm sorry, token economics is a flexible reinforcement system. For target behavior, students can earn tokens and cash them in for something they want. It's not cash value. It just gives them something to look forward to. So if they do something good, they earn um, like a fake cash or fake money and they can like um, to cash it in for stickers or, or time on the computer or something educational. But again, it's something that they look forward to. Um, they also have contingency and contracting. Um, these are contracts that can be drawn or written up um, by a student and the teacher or a mom and a, a, mom and a child um, regarding the desired behavior and the teacher um, will agree to provide acceptable reinforcement. So a child and the, the child and the student will agree on um, a behavior that this teacher wants them to have and the teacher will agree on how to basically act. It's an agreement. It can be verbal or written down. Um, extinction is you ignore the undesired response. For example, um, a child is in class making funny noises and the child will not stop, so the teacher decides to ignore it. Um, this does work, but at times um, the child can be so disruptive that the other students in the classroom start to um, add on to it. Um, so that one kind of sometimes does not work. Then you have timeout. It's kind of similar as the other timeout. You reduce or eliminate an undesired response. So a disrupted student would be given a timeout to just relax and, you know, get back in order. Um, so we also have response costs, which is similar to a timeout. Um, your removal of a stimulus, mostly, it's mostly used with token economy. So, um, a certain amount of positive reinforcement is taken away when a child makes an undesired response. Um, like, for example, if you're speeding, um, you know, you're not supposed to be speeding, so you get a ticket for $50. So, you know, your, your money that you earned is being taken away. So we also, there also has been arguments of um, if behavior modification, modification should be used. Um, there have been arguments that um, behavior modification is unethical and students think uh, they need to get something in order to behave and to do their work. Um, Skinner stated that children will be shaped one way or another regardless of what um, we do or don't do um, because people say that, you know, um, 
we might try to mold the students into something that they're not. So if a teacher is uh, teaching a child and molding them to be um, quiet, then ultimately that child becomes quiet and um, they don't talk. And that's not good either. We're shaping them into what we want them to be. But ultimately that child you know, it shouldn't be quiet all the time, you know, so sometimes it's not a good thing, but that was their argument, um, but we also have, um, techniques for teachers, um, to apply a parent conditioning in the classroom, I would just list them, um, number one is remain aware that behavior is a result of particular conditions, Use reinforcement and use it appropriately to strengthen behaviors you want to encourage. Um, let's see. Take advantage of knowledge about the impact difference um, reinforcement schedules to encourage persistent and permanent learning. Give students opportunities to make overt responses and provide them prompt feedback. Um, when students must struggle with and to concentrate on material, this is not in, um, interesting. Use special forms of reinforcement to motivate them to preserve. So that is all of um, Chapter 7 um, of the O-Parent Conditioning. We've discussed O-Parent condi uh, Conditioning. Again, this is was from P.F. Skinner. Um, and the educational applications and the ways that computers are in the school, um, the basic principles of a parent conditioning. Um, and I believe that's it. I must say this has been an interesting chapter. Thank you for listening. This is chapter seven, behavioral learning theory of parent conditioning. During this chapter, we will be discussing the behavioral learning theory, which is apparent conditioning and its implications. What is apparent conditioning? It is a voluntary response strengthened or weakened by consequences that follow it. It focuses on the factors in a person's external environment that influence certain types of behaviors. There are different types of principles. These are Positive reinforcement, negative reinforcement, punishment, timeout, and extinction. Before we discuss each one, be aware that in apparent conditioning, all behaviors are accompanied by certain consequences, and these consequences strongly influence whether behaviors are repeated and to what extent. When consequences are strengthened of behavior, it's considered reinforcement. When consequences weaken behavior, it's considered punishment and extinction. So let's describe each one. Positive reinforcement is to strengthen a target behavior by presenting a positive reinforcer after the behavior happens. For example, you study for a test and the teacher gives you a sticker for your high grade. It makes you happy so you decide to study more for a test because you are happy that the teacher acknowledged your, your hard work. It makes you feel good. Negative reinforcement is to strengthen a target behavior by removing an adverse stimulus after the behavior occurs, by removing something that's not wanted and encourage new behaviors. For example, a driver uses to a driver uses a seatbelt to stop the buzzing sound. You don't want to hear the buzzing sound, so you do the right thing and you put your seatbelt on. Punishment is reducing the frequency of an undesired behavior. It's also considered type one punishment. 
to react as soon as the behavior happens. There also is time out or type two punishment as it is considered. It temporarily removes the opportunity to get positive reinforcement. For example, a child always disrupts the class um, to get attention, so the teacher removes him from the room and has him sit in an empty classroom for five minutes. Extinction weakens the, a target behavior by ignoring it. For example, a mother ignoring a child that's whining. Extinction and timeout are more effective when they are placed together. They also have generalization and discrimination and shaping. Generalization is responding to similar ways of similar stimuli. For example, students who are positively reinforced by effectively studying skills in history. Discrimination, individuals learn to notice the unique aspects of similar situations and shaping actions that move progressively closer to the desired terminal behavior are reinforced.